Why certainly, and here we are in Louisville, Kentucky. If I said that right, Jimmy Mack is right here. Good morning again, Jimmy. Good morning to you, Dave. Thank you for having me on with you. You know, here's a fellow whose voice, you've got one of the best radio voices ever. Every time Tim Ashoff comes on the air with us, somebody says, man, that guy ought to be in radio. Well, I guess I need to thank my parents for that. It's just uh, something I guess that's natural. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great to have you here in person. You know, we talk on the phone a lot, but... uh, I really want to thank you for uh, your sponsorship of the program through the years, for one thing, and and joining us on the program, too, on a monthly basis. Not just to talk about what you guys are creep to, but looking at the industry at large, you know, and giving us a really good, valuable perspective on the trends in trucking and things like that. So, uh, But today we're going to kind of more zero in on you guys at Crete, Schaefer Hunt, of course. But um, maybe a little commiseration is in order. Jimmy Mack, myself, you guys there in Nebraska, of course, uh, have if we don't have anything else in common, we have flooding in common. Yeah, it's a, it's unfortunate that that's the case, but you know we have been greatly impacted in the Midwest, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri now, uh, some of the Dakotas and Minnesota even. So do appreciate your concern. You know what was unusual for us? Often you, you somewhat get used to when you're in that hurricane zone where you when you have flooding, it's pretty widespread. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Nebraska, it's typically more isolated because of a thunderstorm or others, but this was so widespread that um, it's been pretty devastating to a lot of communities. A lot of people are impacted, and, of course, transportation's been impacted. You know, I-29 is still closed for a pretty yes. big stretch, so it's causing some rerouting um, still today, and and sounds like it's going to be closed for at least another week or so, maybe even longer. Yes, and then once it's uh, open, they have to check, and once the water goes away, you have to see what the damage is. Yeah, it's been devastating. I know in Nebraska alone, I think there's... They've so far assessed damage to the roadways at over $400 million. So it's going to be you know, quite a process to, to inspect the roads and then start the plans for repair and then ultimately get them repaired. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing we kinda, we've kind of we been talking about over the last couple of weeks on the show is the fact that it isn't just the fact that this winter has been long. You and I were talking about that before the segment began. But it's also the fact that the winter has been kind of schizophrenic. It has been, you know, one condition followed by a quick thaw, followed by a quick freeze, followed by a flood. And every time people think they get a chance to, okay, we'll get down to cleaning this up, something else arrives. It looks like we're finally getting to a point where we can just get fixing. Well, we hope so. It's good to be down here in Louisville and see some green grass. I think that's a sign of uh, spring is here, and hopefully that will spread across the country. Yeah, the FMCSA has declared to 16 states in that emergency declaration from the Gulf of Mexico to the Canadian border. They've never had such a wide swath of country involved in, you know, uh, in the emergency situation where they're relaxing different rules about carriage and interstate versus intrastate. So uh, I just wanted to kind of, as I say, acknowledge the fact that you guys uh, uh, have been part and parcel, and, and, your, and your family, some, some, some of the kids are doing mission work. Yeah, you know, that's been the great thing about um, the response to, to the disaster. No one likes having disasters, but particularly there in, in Nebraska, there's been a hashtag out there now, Nebraska Strong, and the communities have really come together. Uh, there's been a, a outpouring of support financially as well as providing goods uh, and, and somewhat overwhelming even some of the uh, you know I know the Salvation Army the American Red Cross and others have just been uh, overwhelmed with the donations which is great and now it's out getting them dis- distributed and then to start putting them to work and that's what I was mentioning you know my my children's high school are, are making a mission out of it a local mission often mission you go to other parts of the country or other countries they're having a local mission this yeah. weekend to help communities clean up in, in Nebraska yeah yeah understood understood um, how many 
many years have you been coming to the Mid-America show? Oh, gosh, I, I'm not even certain. Um, you know, probably at least 10 years, uh, yeah. maybe longer. I've been, in, I've been at Crete for 17 years, so a good portion of that. So It's the event of the year for drivers. It is, you know, and I, I was thinking about it coming here again and just thinking about over time how, um, you know, the show, while it's still the truck show and, and, and trucks are so important, equipment's so important, it's become more about the driver and, and the industry yeah. and what's going on in the right. industry than the trucks themselves. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, that's great, I think, because, uh, you know, the, the industry's gotten more complicated. There's more, uh, certainly more segments to the industry, I believe, overall, more regulation in the industry. It takes a lot more to be successful as a driver. So a place that a driver can come learn not only about equipment, but about the industry and what they can do be, to be successful, I think is still a real value to them. I well, think so. And also with the growth of so many technologies, the idea that a lot of people are understanding that there is a market inside of the cab, that there is a, a potential buyer inside of the cab for a lot of amenities and a lot of things that people need to make the long hours on the road more comfortable. So you're beginning to see the growth of all sorts of smaller boutique industries that involve like the way people sit, uh, the kind of entertainment they have in there, things that help them sleep better in the cabs, and all of that stuff seems to be kind of making its way into these truck shows all across the country. You're right. It's fascinating. I was thinking about, you know, if you could look back over time, it was probably seven or eight years ago, it was all, all the Bluetooth headsets were the new thing. You know? <laughs> then it was the uh, dash cams were the new yeah, thing. So, it's, yeah. so what is that new thing? Yeah, so, what is the new thing? And yeah. it becomes almost like where you get people going and they're like, we can outfit your entire cab and turn it into your home away from home. And right. where that's a real service now. There are people who specialize in doing that, making your home away from home your cab. You know. Which, in the end, is great. I mean, the, the, the better you can make the uh, environment for the driver, the better it is for them from a, really even from a health and safety perspective. If they can avoid frustrations, not be as fatigued, enjoy what they're doing, uh, life's better for them. You know, one of the things that you and I talked about the last time that we spoke was, uh, what are the, you know, we always say, what are the new technologies? What's coming? Is there anything in regards to general trends that you kind of expect to see both at the truck show and coming in the spring? Well, I think one of the things that we're seeing more and more is that it, maybe it's less and less about what is the new newest technology, like what, the, we mentioned the, the headsets and the, and the cameras, but now it's more of what can I do with the technology that's there? And a lot of the, that is the study of data. And I think if you even look at the uh, the event schedule here, even for like some smaller owner operators and others, there's some uh, education sessions on hey, what can you do with the data even as a single truck owner operator? How can you become better? We as a big company, we've been doing that for a number of years. You know, We have to try to be as economical as we can in managing our costs. Data is a big driver of that. But to see people that are offering that down to that single truck level, I think, I think that's a piece of taking what we have from the technology we do today and how can I make it to make my life better. It's kind of interesting too because you look at it through a sports analogy where teams and people who are kind of looking at general trends in sports are able to look at the sabermetric but we've got it to the point now where the athlete can look at his or her sabermetrics and begin to make adjustments in how they approach the job. Uh, do you think we're at that point yet with an individual driver where he or she can look at their numbers and say, compared to other numbers, here's some things you might be able to change to improve your performance out there? We are from a, from a company like us, for example. We have just uh, launched actually last week a, a driver dashboard, so which is all that individual driver's metrics on how they're doing not only for themselves but how they compare to others that they can throw, pull up through a, uh, the Transflow Mobile Plus app that we have for them. But certainly, 
as individually even owner operators, uh, they are getting to that point. I think they have to adopt some of the technologies. Certainly, you, you know, they have uh, ELDs now, and they can get some information from from that. But certainly, even the the trucks that they're that they're driving now, with all the electronic information gathering systems in there, they are getting more and more access to that themselves than they had in the past. So they can take that fuel mileage, that idle time, uh, you know, the, really, truly, how many miles are, there, are they running each day, what hours of the day, those types of things. And now they can see that information um, and then try to determine what to do with it is sometimes a, another question, but they're able to see it now at least. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind of a cool thing. You can sit down with your numbers and circle a number you don't like and go to either people that you trust or go to experts and say, how do I change this number? What are concrete steps that I can take? And like I said, it sounds like we're beginning to head there even for the individual who's, you know, doing it on their own, who actually is a solo business operator. Right, which, uh, you know, again, it, it's great for the industry. The more people we can have successful in the industry, the more that they can use information, the better we all will be. You know, um, it's kind of interesting that a new truck, an electric truck, earlier this year was introduced at a trade show, the Consumer Electronics Show, right next to the big screen TVs and the folding TVs and the new smartphones and things like that. Um, who would have ever thought 10 years ago, right, at Matt's, would you ever thought, no, they're not introducing a new truck here. They're introducing a new truck in a completely different world uh, from where we are. But these, that new world allows the people in trucking to become players, in a sense, you know, going back to the sports analogy, where you're actually on the team and you, you, you're getting in the huddle uh, and, and you're part of it so that you have the same information. A driver can have the same information that you have now. Right, absolutely. And, and I guess that, you know, the, the word connected is used, used a lot. And I think the drivers are becoming more and more connected um, to different Information that that or even different communities, you know, communities of truck owners. You know how? Hey, I'm I own you know a Freightliner, I own a Kenworth, I own whatever. These are the issues I'm having, or this is the MPG I'm getting. What are you getting? Uh, there's so much information out there that they can uh, have access to and utilize. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Indeed. Well, we could talk all morning, uh, but I know you're about to go talk to a lot more people when you go back over to the booth. The booth number is in the West Wing. Uh, six nine zero six zero. That's your zip code. Sixty nine zero six zero. Tim, as always, thank you so much. It's great to see you. We'll see you a little bit later on today. Yeah, great to be on and have a great show.